Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I'm Aisham Hipsher, and I'm joined by my main man, Mr. Tanner Santucci. What up, dude? What's up, my guy? Man. Woo. Boys and girls, ladies and gents, Helena is in the building. We, we finally got her. For, for those of you who don't know Miss Helena Wu, um, you're, you're going to be in for an incredible ride. Helena is a person um, that is well known amongst our real estate wholesaling community as the like just the lady who gets it done. She's the person who, if she is taking care of your deal or if she's involved at all, it's it's more than likely going to have a favorable outcome. So I am super excited to to talk to you, Helena, and to really dive into to your story because I've got a billion questions for you. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Super excited to join you guys here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Helena, where are you in the world? Where do you live? <laughs> I'm in a New York studio. <laughs> you're in New York. Okay. Yes. So you're in the city. Yes, I am. Ah, so are we going to hear like sirens and cars honking and all oh, that? Yeah, for sure. Crazy man walking on the street, siren, all those craziness is happening. <laughs> Oh, I think I hear it. I think I hear it. Yeah, I it, do. I do hear it as well. <laughs> <laughs> are you on the floor level or are you elevated? I'm on the second level, so it's not very high flooring, so you can't hear everything. Well, that's good. You don't have to worry about a creep looking in, in your window or anything. But, but Yeah, but that's, they, they... that's better for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, I am, I'm so fascinated. You know, we, we've known of each other for a few months now, and um I, I really can't wait to dive into your story. I, I've been following you really close on social lately and just been seeing the tremendous uh, success and the trajectory that, that you and your business has had. You know, now you've got a, a team and you guys are growing and crushing it. So let's start back at the beginning. You know, where is Helena Wu from? Tell us a little about your family and your upbringing. Sure. Yeah. So I was born and raised in China, and I came here actually 2018 for my master program. I went to University of Pennsylvania, studied at Wharton Business School together with Art and Science Business School oh, wow. um, for behavioral science. So basically how people make decisions, the science behind it, psychology, all those kind of good stuff. And all my life, my dream is to you know be working on Wall Street and how I was raised is, it's very deeply ingrained in my brain. I want to study hard, work hard as an employee, climb the career ladder, et cetera, et cetera. So I've never thought about being an entrepreneur. And my first job after I graduate is 2019 December. And I start my first full-time role January, 2020. That's when I moved from Philadelphia to New York. Okay. And yeah, just, you know, things I experienced on my job and as I gradually read more books to be uh, more open-minded with new concepts, I joined Astro Flipping community last year, July, and I tested out different market strategies and stuff, and I started focus on one market around October-ish. And, you know, go from there, start with acquisition to disposition, now having my own team doing the full operation. Gotcha. Cool. I, uh, I, I want to kind of hit the rewind button and, and, and go back to, to China. How old were you when you moved here? Oh, I moved here 2018. It's like, you know, for my master, I guess it's like, I don't know, like 20 
two years old. Like yeah, yeah, maybe around that age. Okay, so um, I mean, I, I'm I'm totally ignorant to 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 your life, you know, prior to real estate. So, um, what was life like growing up in China for you? You know, Chinese fun education. If you have heard of that, it's crazy. You know, everybody's studying so hard just to get a better score, get ahead of each other, so you can go to a better university. So it's actually very narrow-minded、uh, because you just focus on school. You never thought. You never thought like think outside of the box. That's why I kind of like race just to follow the routine, the path designed for me. Never think that I want to be an entrepreneur, and I don't want to be an entrepreneur because I don't want to take on the extra risk, manage my own business. I just want to, you know, go to work, work hard, collect good salary, and go back and chill. Until、right. some things happen later on in my life, let me realize, you know, this is a path that I actually want to take on. Okay, what what were some of those things that happened? So, for example, because、um, for me,、uh, I was on working visa, so everything is depending on my company,、mm-hmm. and it's you know, let's say if one day my company let me go, like I literally have no other things to lean on. Um, because I'm just here by myself without family and friends, you know. If I am let go one day, the income source was cut off. I have no place to move into. Like I have no family or friend, you know, to live together for a while, to feed me, etc. I don't have any of those resources. And for other, let's say Americans, you guys can easily find another job. But for me, or for other foreigners, it's extremely difficult because、right. for companies. Who are willing to sponsor working visa is very rare, and even、right. though they are willing to, the process is、um, extremely difficult and time-consuming, and the actual result is a lottery. So even though they sponsor you, the result is like like a real lottery. So it depends on luck. So that's、wow. why you know sometimes because it's kind of a cutthroat industry, it's high demand, high intensity, and sometimes if you are not act. Up to their expectation, they will. I don't know if it's threatening you or or just kindly reminder. You know, you gotta, you know, be careful.、Uh, otherwise, your employment will be terminated. Things like that. That's what industry are you in? Financial industry, so investment banking.、Very、and、nice. then that's start why you know I need to protect myself because、uh, I have to be able to in a position to take good care of myself. If I'm let go one day, I can still provide for myself. Right and like like what I'm doing right now is completely virtual. So even though one day I go back to China, whatever, I can still run my business with zero impact. Right.、Hmm. You know, it's 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 fascinating because most people stay in the job for security. You are choosing entrepreneurship for security. Exactly. That's fascinating. That's uncommon. Staying a job to depend on a company essentially is a block, like it's a building. That company、sure. knows nothing about you. Whatever、right. happens in the economy, they can let you go. It's a fake security. The only person you can depend on is yourself, and that's、right. why most entrepreneurship. I know.、Um, I、um, I I don't have a lot of experience with、um, like. Immigrants,、uh, um, you know, relationships and whatnot. But the little that I do, you know, by my, my a guy that I worked with previously,、um, Simon Chan,、um, he's he's Chinese, and he kind of 
explain life the same way as, as you did earlier, where he was kind of driven down this one, this one area, you know, that that's where you have to go. Like Jamil always says, you know, we, like, if you're an Indian, like you need to be doctor or something. Um, but for Chinese, you know, he was like, we, like, we were just forced to be good in school, you know, and it's very competitive and you always, you know, you had to one up your friends and, and everyone else. What, what did your parents think about you coming out here to the States and then becoming an entrepreneur? Yeah, so I actually super grateful that since I was a kid, my parents respect my decision all the time. They let me make my decision for my life. Uh, so I really am super grateful for that. Because most of the families, the parents decide their school, career, even marriage, everything. Sure. So I have the luxury of being able to make decisions for myself. And so of course, we are happy that I can stay here, do what I am doing. Uh, and just to be honest, I don't disclose too much about my business, my work to them. Just don't want them to be worried about anything unnecessary. So okay. they don't know too much about it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Do they know you're killing it? Maybe they know. Actually, I think yeah. <laughs> we're trying to you know, help them, support them financially. So I guess maybe they know. I see. Hmm. Do you have siblings? No, I'm the only kid. So that's why I really appreciate them to, you know, be willing to sacrifice me staying with them closely and let me pursue my own dream. Absolutely. Have yeah. they been over here before? They, so when I first came here, um, they sent me here, you know, just toward the school university with me. And actually they are visiting me right now. That's the first time I met them after four or five years. It's wow. just like, uh, this year, January, they came here to visit me. So it's been a long time. Oh, wow. That's cool. How do they enjoy New York? I mean, <laughs> they're just chilling, you know. Just yeah, just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, thank you for, for sharing your background. You know, there, there's definitely someone who will be able to relate to that and be inspired by it. And um, I, I want to move on to the career, you know. So, mm -hmm. so investment banker, you know, you said your goal was, was Wall Street. Can I ask why? Yeah, um, I think when I, so my mom was an accountant before, so I'm always gravitate towards accounting, financing and stuff. And mm. when I was a kid on the TV show, you know, like the report, stock analysis, the fund asset manager earn a lot of good money. So kind of in my impression, that's the way to go. That's my career path. I think it's just I've never think outside of the box. So I've never considered other path. And I'm, I enjoy finance even now like i'm doing real estate i still make sure i am updated with daily financial news etc so that's just my interest um I see. but yeah but i'd rather do it like as a passion as a hobby as opposed to work for someone do that i see so how did you find out about real estate investing yeah um you know start from experiencing those things warning from the job etc i start reading books um the first book is uh rich dad poor dad oh, and yeah. kind of really ring an alarm for me okay this is not sustainable if i depending on this when i'm 60 65 i collect like one thousand or two thousand monthly retirement income it can help me go nowhere so that's why i really start thinking okay what should i do to build a path build the future that i deserve Right. And then that's why I started listening to, you know, bigger podcasts with other mindset books and get into real estate um, and then eventually chose uh, wholesaling as my first strategy. 
I see. I see. How did you even, so I don't, I wouldn't imagine that the wall street guys are lining up, you know, at the Robert Kiyosaki book stand to read all of his books. How did you even hear about rich dad, poor dad? Uh, interesting. I think it's on bigger pockets. Like we didn't mention the name of the book, but okay. interestingly, like wall street people mindset, they are very career driven. So right. they only focus on doing a good job on their W-2 to right. climb the career ladder. It's kind of different from people working in tech world like Google, Microsoft. They are more entrepreneur, have right. that entrepreneur spirit. But for financing, uh, like Wall Street people are very career driven and very focused. They actually don't think about entrepreneurship that much. Right. So when I talk about mm. it, they don't resonate with me. For like, sure. Uh, <laughs> so you, you you found the you found the purple bible as as you know some call it um and, and you read it and you're inspired you get into wholesaling um and you kind of quickly glanced over how um astro came about but um what what was your idea you know you're like okay wall street not really you know i don't think i'm gonna go that route i want i want a more secure you know um path you know more secure career i think entrepreneurialism is for me this real estate stuff looks cool um and you read the book how does that uh translate into wholesaling how did you find out about wholesaling because i know he does you know robert kiyosaki doesn't talk about it that much he'll tell you you can do it you can become a real estate investor with no money down but there's no like roadmap as to here's how you do it so how did you find out about wholesaling yeah, actually, he, his strategy is more, as you guys may know, buying asset to be wealthy instead of being rich. So he care more about the asset as opposed to cash. Right. So that's why my, uh, you know, first uh, rental, couple of rental properties, I buy them long term, buy and hold. So I mm. save money, save, 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 and then down payment, traditional, you know, conventional loan, 25% down, yada, yada, yada. But that's too slow to build my rental portfolio. And it's like one single family at a time. And that's when I started getting to wholesale because I do want to have that cash machine going on and make the, the team, the, the operation automatic. Basically, it's like quickly it running by itself. And then with that cash flow coming in, I can either be the lender or I can buy multifamily to actually build my wealth on the other side. Awesome. How many, uh, how many doors do you have right now? I only have three. I've been on pause of buying traditionally for a sure. while because now if i am buying i want to do it creatively seller financing absolutely it's just like the traditional mortgage route the how much scrutiny it i need to go through it's just too much trouble no, are those sure. properties in new york no no <laughs> um, i was about to be like whoa you must have saved up girl yeah <laughs> yeah and your landlord policy you don't want to mess with that. oh yeah New York, California, they're all the same. So I have one in Michigan, I have some in Alabama, Huntsville. Wow. Let's uh, let's go into the mindset stuff a, a little bit a little bit more because I'm I'm again I, I keep saying I'm fascinated by you and your story, and um, I I want to know. You seem like a you seem like a risk taker deep down. You know, mm -hmm. you still, like on the on the surface, you seem like a very I, and don't take this the wrong way, you're a very put together, uh, very calculated person, but you've got this entrepreneurial spirit in you. What, what's, what is one of the last things you did that was out of your comfort zone? 
out of my comfort zone. Mm. It's actually um, a step down on my role because to in exchange for more flexibility to allow me mm -hmm. to build my business. That's mm. kind of like taking a step backwards. It's definitely sure. not comfortable and it's a, a tough decision to make, but it allows me to pursue the freedom that I eventually want to achieve. And it, it takes me a lot of time to, you know, justify it, to make it, to rationalize the decision. And also I'm not telling my parents about that at all. <laughs> Go crazy. But definitely a risk for me to take. And also that's like my whole, the previous 25 years, not my whole life, I was working towards, studying towards, all my effort went into it. And now I kind of decided to let it go partially. So that's a tough decision to make for sure. Are you a plan B person or do you, are you a burn the ships kind of person? So it depends on scenario. Let's say if I decided to, you know, like pursue real estate, I am the burn ship kind of personality. But let's say, you know, like um, at a more granular level, have a backup buyer. That's a very typical example. I am the plan B type of person. So I like to make plans to make it secure. But when I decided to go with something, I go 100% in. Very smart. Absolutely. What What do you think is, you know, a, a unique skill that you have um, that is really helping you in your real estate business? Yeah, I think um, I can sense people's um, emotions or what's actually going on in their mind or the true meaning behind their speaking from small details. That's just mm. some skills that I feel like I have since I was a kid. When people behave in a certain way, they have certain facial expression, their tonality, I can kind of sense what they actually mean behind their words. Right. Mm. Just unconsciously, I can realize that. And also maybe because I'm more sensitive in a good way, I tend to notice those small details, but I don't overanalyze to drive myself crazy, but I do notice, okay, maybe I said something, changed the, the mood or how the other person is thinking about the situation. So next time maybe I should put it differently, et cetera. I see. Good skill to have. Yeah, no kidding. Are you um, are you a morning morning routine kind of <laughs> kind of lady? Uh, maybe my answer will make a lot of people feel a lot better because I am not like I'm the kind of person who get up just start working. I don't have like all those kind of things. Uh, I just like to go right into it, and I'm not like one of those five more a uh, five a.m. morning club people. I'm not either. I'm more of like a night oil. I can work until 2, 3 a.m., 3.30 a.m., even 4 a.m. And I wake up maybe 8, sometimes 9 on the weekend, and I just dive into work right away. Oh, I 100% I relate to that. I, I want to so bad. I, I wake up early, so I'm up at 5. Mm -hmm. And I started, you know, I had my, my intentions were so good. I started journaling, gratitude journal. Um, I started, you know, stretching, doing yoga and, um, and doing, uh, the, you know, meditations, just all the things that I was checking the entrepreneurial boxes that everyone is saying, you got to do this stuff to be a good entrepreneur. You know, you have to have a morning routine, you have to do that. And then after a while, I just, 
I'm like, that's not me. I just, I can't, it's hard. It's so hard for me to think clearly in the morning. I can't meditate because yeah. I'm thinking about how much stuff's in my inbox right now and everything that I got to do. And, and so I now wake up, I go get coffee and I come straight upstairs to the office and I sit down and I start working. And that's, you know, that's, that's been huge for me. And so, um, talk, talk to us a little bit about, um, about self-awareness, mm-hmm. if you will, and how important yes. that is. And maybe even a story of how, how self-aware you feel you are. I am extremely self-aware. That's something that I can, you know, pat on my back and say, okay, I did a good job on that. Because I'm a very self-reflective person. I don't like meditate by, you know, CPR, close my eyes. I like to meditate while I'm taking a walk and just, you know, being myself, being isolated. I like to, you know, move my body a little bit while I'm thinking. And when I, I take walk every single day and during my walk, I just reflect my day, how I'm feeling, why I feel in a certain way. And just being honest with you guys, after I came back from Mastermind and I was traveling before my Mastermind in Arizona, just when I came back, like a pile of shit stuff, just, you know, they all pile up and it's too much for me to get back to uh, several hundred messages, several hundred phone calls, several hundred properties I need to go through. It does make me feel irritated. And when I'm taking a walk, I just feel like, why am I feeling in that way? And... uh, and also, you know, as I go on the travel and stuff, the deal flow kind of slowed down a little bit compared to a hundred percent going to work. So I need to, you know, adapt into the feeling. Okay, it is because I'm traveling, um, not because anything is wrong, going weird with right. uh, the system, the flow. So I'm very careful about how I feel, especially, you know, when I feel I'm irritated and notice I kind of carry that emotion to other things, to new people, mm. to new conversation, leading to more glitches into my day. That's why I feel, okay, I need to stop and, you know, clean my energy. And uh, there are a lot of things to do, but at the end of the day, prioritize what has to be done in that day immediately. Nobody can finish everything, honestly. Right. So just, you know, other things, I have to let them go. It is what it is. Yeah, what I think are, it's important. Um, well, sorry, I shouldn't. No, no, please. I just want to say, I think it's important uh, uh, for entrepreneurs because I deal with the same thing a lot of times where you get the overwhelm and you get the stress and you feel like you take that energy onto other people almost and not on purpose, of course, but your energy is low or you're frustrated or there, there's, you know, there's so much going on. And so you're like, I have to do this, this and this. And so um, I really relate with you in the sense of I like to be isolated. I like to go on a walk or I should know I actually go on like a drive, if anything. And that's my form and no music, no podcast, nothing, just a whatever, drive, a walk. And that's my form of decompressing. And a lot of the times you find yourself, you find yourself asking yourself, why am I irritated? Because at the end of the day, it's more of thinking I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have the, the stress that I do because not many people get to probably have that or I'm grateful that you've worked so hard to earn that, that overwhelmed feeling almost. Um, and yeah. so I just wanted to say, um, I, I think it's important. And I think that was a good point. I think it's important for people to, to isolate and be self-aware. And if you catch yourself being irritated with others, take a deep breath and be grateful. And I promise you it, it helps a lot. So, yeah, it's like the inner size that book is talking about AIA. So awareness, being aware why you are feeling in a certain way. 
and really ask why, what is causing that, what's the, the source of that. And then I stands for intention. So when you clean up your energy, move forward with the next thing, set the right intention behind it. And the last A stands for action. And when you are with the right intention to do the ne next task or whatever is happening with your day, take action to change that. So that's AIA. Mm. What's the, what was the first letter? It's A, awareness. Awareness, got you. Awareness, intention, action. I like yes. that. And that's mm -hmm. from inner size. Mm -hmm. So what, what role did you, uh, kind of backtrack again, what role did you step down you know, in your business or whatever that opened up some of these freedoms that you were discussing earlier? Yeah, I stepped down some role with my W2 job. Mm. So I can pursue more with my own business. But for my business, um, I'm actually right now in the position of a technical role and a managerial role. So there are three roles, ETM. E stands for entrepreneur, T stands for technical role, and M stands for managerial role. People typically start from the technical role, and as they grow, you know, they want to be a manager and eventually want to be an entrepreneur, work on their business as opposed to in their business. So, of course, I started with my business doing all the company calling agents myself. That is very a technical role. And now I have my acquisition manager, disposition people, my VA, my underwriting team, etc. But at the end of the day, when I go through my daily inventories, I still do a lot of calling agents, talking to buyers, coming properties, training, and yada. So I'm still in the in that technical role, but also I'm managing all the people at a higher level. So that's a managerial role. And eventually, now eventually, like right now, what I'm trying to do is to place myself out of the, the technical role. So I can right. be only doing the managerial level of the job. And then I hire people to do the managerial role so I can be an entrepreneur and then I re replicate my current business model in other market. Mm. And once I have five these kind of models in five markets, I will have hire another COO. So that COO will manage five managers because less than five people is not worth hiring another COO to manage. So five is a number for like the people to report to. That's my, so that's my next step. God, I can, I can hear that Wharton business school kicking yeah, out. I'm taking notes over here. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you come up with that structure then? I mean, is that, is that something you learned in school or is that something you read? Yeah. So I read books and listen to, you know, how people structure their business. That's typically like the framework, but in terms of my own business, what kind of role I want to hire, that's more customized to my personal situation. Hmm. Okay. Nice. Yeah, very interesting. You, um, you, you, so uh, just to kind of go back just a little bit when you're talking about how you go for walks to, to uh, clean your energy, as, as you said it, what are some other things that you do to, to help with that? Uh, you mean like depressed, less stress level? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Mm, so I take walks for sure. And, um, I think visualization is, is also very important because envision what, what my end goal is, it can help me realize whatever I'm going through right now is just momentarily. It's just right. all leading up to the, the eventual result that I want to achieve. So that's definitely helpful as well. And also doing something close to nature because at the end of the day, we are so, so, so small in this universe and we're, we should be so humble 
and whatever is happening to us or with us compared to other, you know, like more bigger things happening with other people in the world, like they are starving, et cetera, et cetera. We should be so grateful already. So always raise that um, vibration, being grateful with what you have already and the opportunities you can keep pursuing, can keep learning. So every time if I face a challenge, instead of seeing it as a challenge, I see it as opportunity for me to learn, to grow. And as an entrepreneur, what we will never quit is to keep solving problems. So we should expect problems, issues going on in our business as a nature of the business. And every challenge makes me really excited as opposed to, okay, why this is happening? So kind of just shift the mindset, how you read the situation, what's the story you are telling yourself. I love that. What would, uh, what would you say are a couple character traits of someone with a good mindset versus someone with a poor mindset? I think awareness is really important. Know how you are feeling and why you are feeling in that way. And once you figure out why, it's just your responsibility to change the narrative of the story and also take the responsibility. One quote that I like a lot is, only when you take on the responsibility is when you have the control of the things. Mm. If you are blaming on others, it's always about other people. You cannot control other people, so you don't have the control of the situation. But if it is because of you, then you can do something about it, and then you can change your own scenario. 100%. My, uh, a mentor of mine, Jeff Olson, I refer to quite a bit on this podcast, um, he would always say that, always to, to us in our sales organization. He would say, guys, when you blame, you give away your power. You mm-hmm. give away authority. You give away the responsibility to fix the situation. He said, never become a blamer, even if it's their fault. You know, Even if you're sitting at a red light and someone hits you from behind, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's an easy situation where you could say, but I wasn't at fault. It's like, yeah, maybe if you would have left five minutes earlier, you wouldn't mm-hmm. have gotten in that wreck. Like shift your mindset into constantly thinking, how can I take responsibility for this action? Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you do that, that you know, that you, you see the world through a completely different lens. So th- thank you for sharing that. I think that that's Absolutely. a powerful, powerful yeah. statement. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's, let, let's, let's go negative for a little bit. What's, what's been kind of what's what's one of your most interesting failures so far in the real estate world tell us a story the most interesting failure in real estate sure something that went south it can't all be peachy yeah we're we're in a cutthroat business (laughs) it's not all smiles and giggles all the time Helen is like, no, my life's pretty good. Yeah, actually, like, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> I got it going on. on every deal, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think honestly, I feel like you know, failure. Like I, I would say I've never failed because mm. my definition is if you never give up, if you keep trying, it's just temporary, um, temporary rejection. It's not a failure if you are not stopping. You can only fail if you give up. I'm a beast of an answer. <laughs> For real. That's, I was not expecting that. That's solid. <laughs> that's true. And so, you know, when I'm initially in the beginning, my call agents feel like it's going nowhere. All my offers got rejected. I don't think it's a failure. It's just the part of the process. 
And I was expecting that. So when that happens, you know, mm. just normalize it. And, you know, it's very interesting because um, as I start building my team, hiring people, it's very interesting. People have completely different expectations for the same role. Some people think, okay, I need to come in, call all the agents, I need to do my company, follow-ups, etc. Some people feel like, okay, I thought, you know, I should be handed with a list of agents, properties being comped already. I just need to pick up the call, call them, hang up the call, that's it. So the expectation is completely different. And for me personally, whatever that I go into, I expect that it requires massive action from myself. And I always realize before I take 100% of my efforts, sometimes even like 50, 60%, I achieve that already. Just because I expect it takes so much more. So I take 100% massive action and usually the result will be achieved before I even go all in. Man. Wow. I mean, guys, guys, if you're listening to this, I hope that you're, you're really listening to the heart of what Helena is saying. You know what I mean? Like it is, it, she's saying it beautifully, but I want you to like climb into her brain and really understand what made her answer that question that way. What's been your most interesting failure so far, right? She wasn't trying to be creative. That's the way she thinks. She doesn't see that as failure. You know what I mean? And, 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 and so take that lesson and, and work on that, you know, work on your own mindsets. What, what are some things that are holding you back? You know, Helena, you said something and you, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but you said basically like kind of expect it. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I expected it. I expected it to be hard. I expected it to be challenging. So it wasn't a surprise when it came. It wasn't like, oh crap, what am I going to do? I thought it was going to be perfect. You know, you, you had a realistic expectation for it. You didn't have this pie in the sky. Oh, this is going to be awesome. You know, um, sure. It's going to be awesome, but you knew that it was going to take a crap load of work and, and fail, you know, ups and downs lessons, um, to, to get through that. So that's incredible. Um, well, let, let's flip, let's flip the question. Let me ask you, what's one of your greatest lessons that you've learned so far in the world of real estate? I think it's really, you know, your network because, mm. um, people who you are doing, I think it's also, um, let me think if I can only pick one thing is the people who I, you know, deal with on a daily basis. Now, you know, when I'm hiring or when I decide if I want to do deals with this person, I don't look at how much assignment fee I'm making. I don't look like look at you know, how much past experience this person can bring to the table to my team. I care most about the energy because if the energy is correct, it can attract all the good things, all the good people. And gladly, the people who I am working with closely, we share the similar values towards life towards you know financial goals and because their energy is matching with my energy they attract good people into our business and everything just goes smoothly from there you know you know what's funny though real quick is i'm i'm just thinking of this like if every company were to hire based on the energy of you know the person that's coming into interview rather than the experience i wonder how many companies would actually burn to the ground versus the ones that would be successful and my vote goes to chick-fil-a you know however they hire is how everyone needs to hire, but really for though, sure. But really, though, like that's a good point, though. Is you know you're looking for people with your kind of energy, right? Whether that's high energy, whether that's low energy, just people you can relate to and build a culture around. And I think that's 
that creates a foundation to scale the company because that you already know who you're looking for. Mm -hmm. So there's almost that expectation of as soon as they come into interview, you know, you can check some boxes really quick. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's a brilliant strategy. You don't, I don't know if I've ever heard someone hiring based off of energy. So I, I, I think that's really cool and unique. So. Mm -hmm. Thank you. What, um, so, so you've been at this for a little while now. Um, what, about a year now um, as, as a real estate investor? So from Astro, it's like half a year, but my buy and hold is longer time, maybe closer okay. to three years. Yes. Okay. Awesome. And obviously you've been crushing it. You know, everyone sees what you're doing. Um, what's some of the freedoms that real estate's afforded you up to this date? Freedom, honestly, everything. Just being able to do what I love with people who I love at the moment when I enjoy doing it. I enjoy okay. doing real estate and I'm actually doing what I truly love. I'm truly passionate about. That's the freedom. Mm. So good. What That's What do you good. think it is about real estate that you like? Um, besides all the business component, like I like to deal with numbers. I like physical asset and all. I think Pacemore, we can give you seven benefits of the real estate, like appreciation, tax, all those kind of good stuff. Sure. <laughs> what I like more about is it's really building a generational wealth and I can pass it along to the next generation, etc. And also it's a teamwork. I enjoy so much just working with people who I love on a daily basis. You know, every day for me working on business, real estate, it's not like working, it's like chatting with my friends. But right. the content of the conversation is about deals, etc. Right. That collaboration and sharing, you know, exciting moments together, just like hanging out with friends. It doesn't feel like working. Right. Mm. Absolutely. I just got off the phone with a, a dear friend of mine, Monica Ross, and we talked for 40 minutes, you know, mm -hmm. and we don't feed each other deals. You know, it's not like we're, we're, we're working partners, um, but we're just like minds. You know, we, we, uh, we love uh, each other's energy. And of course we talk real estate when we talk. Um, but I, I, I know, we, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, and I, I'm sure a lot of other people can relate. You know, it's a fascinating world to be in. Um, it, Okay, so this year, you know, it's fairly new into the year. Um, what are some things that you're concerned about this year? And what are some things you're excited about? Yeah, let me start with something that I'm excited about. So I'm excited about stepping out of the technical role and only taking on the managerial role. And mm. in eight months-ish, that's when I want to step out of the managerial role to make this whole operation automated, run by itself and step into a new market. So that's something that I'm super excited about. And learn about, hmm, honestly, like really nothing. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I want to it. lie because I feel like just, you know, gradually as I experience more things, I kind of expect things coming into my life. And because I, based off of past evidence that I can solve all the issues coming into my life, I know whatever come to me, I can handle it. So I'm not too stressed about that. I believe you. I believe that answer a thousand percent knowing <laughs> you for real. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank no you doubt. for being honest. Um, all right. So as we, as we kind of land the plane a little bit, I, I want to, you know, um, give, give you a chance to, to talk to some of the, the new folks out there, folks just getting started, maybe some folks who haven't really experienced any success yet. Um, What's a word of inspiration or a word of advice that you have for other wholesalers? 
Yeah, I think God designed a path for each of us to achieve our own success. And mm. it can be wholesale, it may be other business, but you are here at this moment for a reason. You either build a business off of this, or you learn a lesson, or you make some new connections from this, but everything happens for a reason and you are here at the right place, at the right moment. So trust what you are doing and even in wholesale, different people have different, you know, styles, their personal strategies, etc. So figure out what you actually enjoy doing and what works for you and bring your conviction, persistence into that and trust that you can achieve what you want to achieve. That beliefs is really important. That's so good. You know, uh, Brent Daniel says all the time, progress over perfection. You know, if you're stuck, if you're literally stuck and you can't move, you're, you're seeking perfection more than likely. You know, there, there's, there's something that's getting in your way. So just make steps forward, go for yeah. the progress, go for that next step, whatever that next thing is that you can do. If you're feeling stuck, reach out to someone, you know, like do something uh, where you're progressively moving your business forward. So, so that, that, that's super powerful. Um, so thank you. Thank you for that word. Um, how do you measure success? For me, success is um, 100% freedom, first of all. Secondarily, is being able to provide uh, the life, the, the quality of the life that I want to provide for the people who I love, can be my family, can be my friends, to, have, to help them experience the most they can in the world. That's the second thing. And thirdly, is to have impact in other people's life. Mm. I that's think good. that's that's one of the bigger ones for me. So I think mm -hmm. impact's important. Yeah. Tanner, what do you got for Helena before we wrap? Well, I have a lot, but we'll keep it short <laughs> and sweet. Um, first of all, I would like, uh, I think I think people listening to this episode, whether they know who you are, whether they talk to you, whether they haven't, um, I, I think this episode gives everyone a lot of insight on why you are so successful um, because- the way you think and the way you process things. And, you know, it's, there, there's a common thread in a lot of entrepreneurs. And one of those being, you know, they don't look at problems or, or failures as a failure. They look at it as just an opportunity to learn. Um, but I think there was a lot of things that you've said throughout the entire episode that literally could go on a, anyone's bulletin board of how to become successful, because I think your mindset and um, the way you think is a testament to, not only where you came from in your story, but just the person you are today. So, um, yeah, keep keep rocking and keep rolling because um, a lot of people know you. So keep it up. Thank you, thank you, guys, for sure. And, and shout out to your dad. I love the post that you uh, that you made the other day. Guys, if you're not following Helena on social, um, follow her for sure. Helena, how can people get in touch with you? How can people follow you? How can they, if they got deals, where are you working out of? Um, go for it. Yeah. So uh, on my Instagram, it's just Helena Wu Abundance because my company name is Abundance Real Estate Group. So that's why my Instagram name is Helena Wu Abundance. And if they have Florida deals or Arizona deals, basically deals anywhere, send it to deals at abundancereg.org. So deals at abundancereg.org. That's where the deals go to. 
And I will also be hosting live calls um, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. So Monday and Saturday is from 12 p.m. to 1, to 1 p.m. Eastern time. And Wednesday is 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern time. So bring your questions can be, you know, like team building, mindset, comping, uh, help me uh, help you under analyze a deal. We can do role play as well. Whatever you need, I'll be there for you guys. That's awesome. How do you do those? Are you are those over Zoom? It will be live calls on Instagram. Oh, I see. Mm. Wow. That's mm -hmm. gonna be fun. Yeah. Check one of those out. <laughs> for sure. I've done an oh. IG live before. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, guys, you you have your marching orders. I'm telling y'all, <laughs> I remember getting uh, a deal from Helena a while back. The first deal I ever got from you had everything. It was like the first deal that, that was sent to me that included everything. And I was like, this person's sharp. Like, yes, thank you. <laughs> and then from then on, just seeing your trajectory, it's like, of course, you know, it, it just makes sense. So Helena, I mean, I, we're, we're so honored uh, uh, to have you. And I do have one last question for you. Um, and I, I feel like people get annoyed at me for asking this question, but I'm just so fascinated by people's answers to this. You are, you're, you're, you know, you've got all the cameras, CNBC, CNN, Fox, MSNBC, all those cameras are pointed at you. You're standing on, you know, a big platform and a bunch of microphones in your face and you have the opportunity um, to speak to the entire world. What would be your message? What's your message to the world? Mm. Heavy, heavy, I know. It's a tough one. Don't blow it. <laughs> I think it's knowing what you truly want in your life and go for it. Because many people, what you want is not money, not power. It's different. Like know what you actually want and the why behind your goals and just embrace it and enjoy every single step towards that. Man, so good. Helena, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for finally coming on the show. I'm glad we were able to have you on here. Um, it's been an honor and a pleasure. So thank you so much. It's very fun hanging out with you guys. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. And guys, we want you. We want you in that seat. We want to interview you and go through your story. And so go out there, crush it, make it happen. And we'll have you on the next episode of The Wholesale Elite. Peace. What up, Elite fan? That's a wrap for today's episode. But look, if you got value out of the show today, do us a huge favor and give us a review or give us a like or subscribe. Do all the things to help us get the word out there. And look, we want to see you on the next show. So get out there and crush it, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.